Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. I'm already laughing, and I don't know why. (laughs) No, that's good. That's the vibe we want. I think it's because it goes so quiet right before we start recording, because we get, like, the din of, like, other people who are helping us record computers giving us feedback, and then it goes silent, and then it's just you and I. I hold my breath the whole time. This is a (laughs) fascinating look. I love seeing the peek behind the veil every time. Yes. Um, and I do feel like I'm su- such a codependent person that I that I also feel your anxiety, which is great. That's yeah. a really healthy thing between podcast hosts, just to, <laughs> yeah. to be fully anxiety. codependent. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, guys, we are recording this. Uh, we're recording this in April. It is Earth Day, which is fitting with our um, May theme of nature and horror. Yes. Um, we wanted to uh, kick things off with a question from the audience, which we always appreciate you we sending us your questions. Please keep it coming. Um, this one is from Luke G. Um, thank you, Luke. And again, we are not saying anyone's full name. We just yep. don't, even the internet, hey, we don't know yep. We're just, what's we going don't, on again, out there. You don't want to be a victim of identity theft like me. <laughs> And that's how they steal it. They know your full, your full name. And that's yeah, it. That's because they, they heard it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, just slowly scribbling, a catfish scribbling down your full name. Honestly, God, yes. probably. I, we're joking, no, but, but that, I, that could be. I don't know. It could oh, be. Boy. Oh, boy. Making a deep fake. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Luke asks, um, and thank you again for emailing us. He says, out of the episodes you've done so far, which horror movie do you think you'd be most likely to survive if you were dropped into these worlds? Now, I'm going to say right off the top, absolutely none of them. But I'll try to, oh. uh, you know, be more specific. But I'm saying, I'm not the kind of person who's going to survive these movies. Yeah, in like, Real answers, being honest about who I am and all of my many, many flaws when it comes to keeping Ooh. myself alive. Uh, you know, none of these. I'm barely getting through a romantic comedy without at least a serious injury. So, <laughs> Right, you're never not tripping over your coffee table and flying across the room. I'm like, oh my God, my files. <laughs> that being said, I do feel like the movies where it's sort of, um, you know, for example, uh, Children of the Corn. I feel like I could survive Children of the Corn because I have enough institutional horror knowledge to yes. know you got to keep driving. They were not a yeah. gas. They stopped yeah. intentionally. Yes. And there's another scene also in the movie, please, if you haven't uh, listened to it, go listen to Children of the Corn, where they stop outside of a home to just ask for help, and there's no one home, so they open the door and they went inside. I, I would mean, never, I wouldn't even go inside a house where somebody is inviting me in half the time. I'm like, I'm really tired. Yeah, I would, I gotta, I, I got yeah, I'll say yes, but then at the last minute, I'll cancel. Yeah, I'll cancel. Be like, so sorry, love to reschedule. Um, yeah. So I would say maybe Children of the Corn. I feel like that makes sense. I feel like any of them were like the avoiding the whole concept of the movie just by like, you know, even like Jeepers Creepers. It's like, I don't know, just like don't pull over and look down that tube was Mm-mm. enough to keep both of them probably alive. Um, yes, absolutely. But I, 
like any of those movies, I feel like I could stay alive because I would have never engaged with the nightmare to begin with. Right. But I would say, I think like if I'm going to really dive into this challenging question, maybe Ready or Not. Um, okay. That's the one with um, where she's marrying into the family and they yes. play uh, hide and seek with weapons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because like I'm, it's a wedding, and so, like, I feel like I would have already been drunk and on my way oh, home. Oh, knowing by you, the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this party animal, I'm already drinking. Um, you know, I think, but I think just, like, avoiding family members is something that I consider myself hmm. skilled at. Um, so if that was the challenge, I think I could have done it. And, you know, I love rich people. I love a, a, a mansion. I feel mm-hmm. like I could have really navigated that well based on my obsession with real estate. I also think, like, knowing you, if we, if we were at a wedding at a mansion and you were drinking, I feel like you would just fall asleep behind, a, like, some furniture. They would <laughs> yeah. have, you would be able to just be asleep all night at 12 hours. Yeah. Wake up everyone. Honestly, would, I'd be at the best shape of my life. I mean, yeah, just get, get some <laughs> shut-eye. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel like you definitely could get out one. of a ready-or-not situation. Yeah, Luke, thank you so. so much. What a for great this. question. Yeah. Um, and uh, this week we are doing another um, audience suggestion, and this one comes from Jake S., and we will be doing The Ritual. Yes. Now, um, Allison, had you heard of The Ritual? Is this something? Because I feel okay, like so it's I maybe a lesser-known recent one. I had okay. not. I feel like as soon as I started watching the trailer and saw that it was a Netflix production, I got mm-hmm. instantly terrified because I had never heard of The Wretched, and that was a right. Netflix horror film, and that gave me nightmares just hearing you tell me about it. So I'm, I was like ready, and then like this trailer, similarly to The Wretched, I was like, I don't know what happens in this movie. I do know it's very scary, and you know, men shouldn't do things on their own. Like they're never going to have a voice of reason. <laughs> Right, you you think you feel like if you had been there, you'd be able to weigh in and yes, say we're not exactly. doing this. I'd be able to change some minds, but yeah, I had not heard of it, and uh, I'm glad I hadn't. And now I'm mad I have. I wanted to have you react to the ritual. My question is, what kind of horror does the trailer? Because I also watched it a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. What kind of horror does the trailer make you think this movie is? Because it could go a couple different ways. I yeah, feel like. it actually is very confu- Like I feel like I don't have a handle on what the mm-hmm. movie is about from the trailer, even though it's over two minutes long, which I feel right. like is long to not know what the movie's about. <laughs> um, it feels very, you know, nature demon in the woods. Like Great. I think that that's like the predominant evil that is, but mm-hmm. also it feels like it could be, you know, psychological. Uh, right. Disaster? I don't know what to call that. Where I no love one, that, a psychological disaster Psychological movie. disaster. No one can be trusted kind of vibes. Yes, the madness Which of man. Which I guess man. it could be both. I guess it could Absolutely. be Absolutely. Um, we always like to take a baseline scary for our movie of the week. And Allison, how scary do you find the concept of hiking? I mean, you're the one who lives in L.A., so you probably have a much more tortured relationship with it. Um, I don't don't walk at an angle. I walk straight, okay? I'm not going up. I'm getting on a treadmill. I'm putting the incline at negative one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm walking (laughs) at a downward slope the entire time. Downhill at all times until I die and end up in hell where I belong. Um, Right, the front of my legs looks great. (laughs) The the back half, there's nothing going on. It's flat. A very in-shaped shin. That's what I'm going yes. for. Yes, yeah. I want an angular shin and then a flat hamstring. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I do, I'm not a hiker. I am not someone who likes to go with, I don't like camping. I don't like being at, like, 
I don't mind a stroll through some wooded areas if I can mm-hmm. see uh, all of the ways I could exit the woods. <laughs> right, yeah. If I can like, still see my car, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm into hiking as long as I can still see my car. Exactly. That's, that's the amount of hiking I can be into. Um, I agree. Like, I like a nature walk. Even, like, yes. hiking, you know, like, in a— Closer to the city is fine, but I I feel like I'm so with mm-hmm. asthma, and I always mm-hmm. I have an inhaler, obviously, but I do always live with the fear of like if you're out there, out there, like if you are like three hours from the middle of nowhere, if right. something were to happen, and spoiler alert, something does happen, um, <gasps> what do you do? You know, well, and yes. and that's assuming like what if my cell phone doesn't have reception? What if it has died? Right. What if I've dropped it? What if I've fallen in a ravine? Like, right. what if it got wet? Like, I don't know. What, yeah, I don't like being that far away from help of any kind. I And I feel, like you, I feel like I have someone who at any point in time, I might need help. So I yes. want to be around help. I don't want to be in the middle of nowhere. just like two steps away from needing medical attention. So yes, I don't want to be that far away from it. I might fall off my reverse uh, incline uh, <laughs> elliptical forward. at any time. <laughs> Um, so before we get started, I like to have Allison guess the twist. Allison, mm. what do you think the twist will be in the ritual? Guess the twist. I mean, based on the trailer, I do think that like some of what we're experiencing ends up being not real. Like okay. in, it's within somebody's consciousness. Great. Um, so that feels like a twisty twist. Fabulous. All right, so let us begin. We are about to ruin 2017's The Ritual. I'm also trying to be better about it's directed by David Bruckner, written uh, by Joe Barton, and it is based on a uh, 2011 novel of the same name by Adam Neville. So based on a book. I love a movie based on a book. Love based on a book. Um, And look, I'm not saying that every single horror movie needs to have a cast entirely comprised of people of different races and physical differences and disabilities. I'm saying it would be helpful for me as the recapper yes. when you have, if you have a, a cast of entirely white men, I need, one has to have a fun hat. One has to yeah. have a, like a weird goatee because yeah. I'm looking at these guys. One of them has to be weirdly tall. I don't know the difference between like anybody, like if you look remotely similar, whatever those attributes are, like I, I've already lost who's who. Like I'm just not good at telling the difference between two people who look vaguely similar. Exactly. Whoever that is, but especially white men. And there are three guys who have beards. And look, do they look similar if I were to meet them at a party? No. But on the screen, when we're in the woods, I'm like, well, who's talking? Which one's that guy? So that's on me, too. Just, again, I would love just Chirons or Lower Thirds in all movies telling me who this is. (laughs) Or they could just tap their name tag, which we are making them wear in this scenario. Yes. Yes. All right. We open on a pub, a British pub, where five friends, Luke, Rob, (laughs) Phil, Hutch, and Dom are having a pint and a bit of chat, a bit of bad chat. <gasps> and they're discussing where they're going on their lad's holiday. <laughs> a lad's holiday. Ugh. Which in America, of course, would mean a boy's trip. Yeah. And Rob suggests they go hiking in Sweden on the King's Trail, which runs to Norway. And they describe that as like, that's sort of like Sweden's Appalachian Trail. So it's like people come from all different countries to try to hike it. Luke is our main character, and he's like, oh, my God, you old men. You, I, like, why are we not going to Vegas? Like, I want to go party, and you want to go, like, like enjoy beautiful, clean air and enjoy the forest. Like, he it's immediately like, I want to be at a pool Rob. party where everybody has crabs. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, I want to be doing coke in a pool. Yeah. And he's sort of like the snide, disaffected one. And so we know he's okay. the one who's going to have to, in capital letters, learn a lesson through horror. Yeah. If you don't appreciate your life, well, it's about to get a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, it's a week night. Everyone is like, they're like in their 40s. They're like, okay, well, we're all going to head home. You know, we're all ordering Ubers. Luke's like, no, I want to keep drinking. And so he convinces Rob to go into a liquor store and get a bottle and keep going. Okay. While they're there, um, he's sort of complaining. He's like, everyone's acting like an old man. Nobody's fun anymore, which reminded me of that. Remember that Sex in the City where Kristen Johnson's yes. character, Lexi Featherstone? Nobody smokes anymore. Nobody has oh, fun anymore. I'm, I'm so, so bored, bored I, I could die. die. And, then and so he, that's the energy he's bringing. Yes. Where it's okay, like, oh my great. God. That's dude. a great reference point. Right, it's like, I'm sorry that we don't all want to have diarrhea all day tomorrow. Or like, you know, be like, it's like, <laughs> right. we're getting old. You can't just keep yeah. drinking. It's like a Tuesday night. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, they go and they're looking, they pick up a bottle of vodka and they turn it and the cashier has <sighs> been beaten and is slumped behind the cash register. She's alive and she's like staring at them terrified. Suddenly oh two God. robbers burst out of the back office. They're robbing the place and they immediately spot that now two more people have entered the scenario, Rob and, and Luke. Luke, okay. a coward, steps behind the aisle and sort of oh leaves my. Rob to be confronted by these two guys who are like, give us her wallet, whatever. And I'm not victim-blaming. However, Rob makes a bad decision, which is when the robbers demand his wedding ring, he says no. And again, that's not on Rob. I'm just saying, right. if you're in a situation where one of the robbers has a machete, yeah, you just, you just give, give them, them your Whatever jewelry. they're asking for. Like, you can replace a ring. You can't replace anything being cut off of your body with a machete. Exactly. Unfortunately, Rob refuses, and the guy with the machete just starts hacking his head. And he hits Jesus. the ground, he's bleeding out while Luke silently looks on. Cut to Luke wakes up, he's in a tent, it's six months later, and they are all in Sweden hiking the King's Trail in memoriam of Rob, who was murdered. He did not survive the robbery. I will have to say, and I will invoke uh, the dissent here, is that I don't think it's great to keep doing wilderness trips as groups when massive violent trauma has affected the people involved. I can I, just, I don't think that's a great idea. I understand it might help some people heal. I think this is part two of probably 40 parts of evidence that show in horror movies that, like, you shouldn't do that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw into question the whole premise of the movie, kind of, because Luke is haunted by this. And I've made this very clear to you and to our listeners. I mm-hmm. feel like if... We were in a liquor store being robbed, and you stepped behind the aisle and survived, and I was killed. I would feel fine about it, because at least you would survive. Like, what is he supposed to do? Run over and get macheted? Like, it felt like it wasn't a situation where, like, he was able to do something that Rob wasn't able to. Right. It would have just—they both would have gotten— Murdered. Murdered. So what he should have done is convinced Rob to give them the wedding ring and, like, gotten yes, the fuck that, out of there. You're right. Maybe that's, that makes more sense. That's but what he also, should have done. also, you can't, I don't know, in a, in, a, in a panic like that, it's hard to yeah. establish what you should and shouldn't be doing. So they are on, they're going on a four-day, three-night hike of the King's Trail. And um, Hutch is our navigator. He's got a, camp, a compass and a map. And it is, it is desolate. Like, it is cold. It is sort of windswept. It's very beautiful, but it's not like it's summertime where it's like really mild or even hot. It is, it looks cold. I don't think it's ever that great in Sweden. 
yeah, way in. I mean, maybe certain parts, but they are not there. Yeah. They're they're what looks like winter or yeah. or late fall. And um, they're they make a little shrine to Rob, and they have like a photo of him and his soccer scarf, and like a little stuffed dog and some candles. And we're to understand that they've been friends since college. So like this is like a core group. They've known each other for like yeah. twenty years at least. And everyone's really sad. They all pass a flask around and then pour out the rest of the flask in Rob's honor. But Luke is just like chain smoking. He's really distant, and you know he obviously yeah. he's traumatized by this. And after they do this. Uh, Hutch sort of goes over to Luke and he says, hey, I don't care what anyone says. It wasn't your fault. Oh, Implying God. that that's what everyone that everyone's says. everyone's saying? <laughs> everyone's been saying it, but I wouldn't say it. I don't care what they say. That's like, that's the meanest, mean it's girl, the worst backhanded thing. to frame anything. Yeah. It just like is always, like it never, even if you mean it well, it never comes off well. So from where, so it's night is falling. It's like the first night, I guess. And so they all put up their tents and oh, I guess it's the second night. So it's the second night. They all put up their tents and they could see the lights of the lodge. Like they're going to end at a lodge, I'm assuming, like spend the night okay. there, have like more of a nicer vacation. Mm-hmm. But we, it is going to be at least a, another 14 hour hike. So essentially, Jesus. they're going to do eight more hours and then six more hours after that, which to okay. me sounds like a living hell. I mean, to be like, I have to, I walked all day and now I have to walk all day tomorrow and the day after. Just right. walking. Just walking. Just walking. I don't I don't do anything for eight hours straight, even sleep. Like yeah. I like I would love to, but I don't. Um <laughs> I walking of all of those things is just like, oh. Absolutely not. So they but they can see the lodge, but the lodge is deceptively far away. Like it mm-hmm. looks like, oh, it's right there, but it is like on the other side of three mountains. Yes. It's on the other side of this huge valley. By the crow flies, if you had a drone, you could probably go there pretty quickly, but that's not right. the situation that's they're not in. That's not what's happening. So they wake up the next morning, torrential freezing rain all morning, and they had to pack up their uh, tents, and they're walking in the rain. And well, Doing uh, th- anything in the rain is a nightmare, but like sludging with a bunch of crap on your back? Exactly. No. And Phil says, uh, he, he sort of, Phil's more of the comedic relief, and he's like, this is awful in almost every conceivable way, which I agree with. <laughs> That's smart. And Dom, he's sort of, you know, he's like our, he's not bumbling, he's sort of like a pro- professorial type. And uh, he's like, Sweden can lick my bridge, which they clarified means gooch or perineum, the space between the oh, penis taint. and the balls. The taint, yeah. Again, uh, we all have words for it depending on, on what country you're in. Yes. Literally, as Dom is saying this, he stumbles and twists his ankles. And he cannot walk. And so Hutch See, says— this is the fear. Exactly. And and this is, I guess, the second day, but, like, pretty soon into this. Like, we are not even halfway through this. And we, he's going to have to walk at least potentially 14 hours. And that's 14 hours if he did not have a twisted ankle. Because right. now everyone's going to have to slow down. Right. 14 hours at a good clip, probably. And they're like, okay, great. So, okay, so this is going to take us twice as long. Like, oh I don't God. even know how much food they brought. They do right. not have cell reception. There's, It's not even of like there's like an emergency, like, ranger station, which there should be. There should be. Even that's, on, that's on Sweden a little bit. Exactly. And, um, and so Hutch says, well, what we could do is cut directly through the forest. Now, there's no path through the forest, but we can go off the path. And if we cut directly through to the lodge, it'll be about half the amount of time. And so everyone's like, well, I guess that's not a bad idea, except for Luke. And Luke's like, I think you and I should just go. We'll go get help. We'll get rangers. We'll come back. And Phil and Dom are like, you are not leaving us here. Again, it's rainy. It's freezing. Right. Dom is like, I would rather hobble for whatever, seven hours. 
and make it through in excruciating pain rather than we're out here for 14 Wait. hours and then 14 hours back. Like, yeah, at a certain point, it's it's scary to be out there if it is raining and if it is cold. Again, yeah. they they went at that time of year, so that's already yeah, questionable. That's on them. So they say, all right, we're just going to do it. So they set off through the woods where there is no hiking trail or path whatsoever. And right away, they see this old rusted-out Volkswagen bus. And they're like, that's a little strange because we are nowhere near a road. So it's like, how did this get here? Again, not a a great sign. Mm -mm. And Phil notices at a certain point the forest is dead silent. And Hutch is sort of sharing Sweden facts. Like, oh, you know, in Sweden, it used to be like a big logging country, but in the 50s, they stopped logging to preserve all this forest land. So a lot of this is like completely untouched. Nobody goes through here, which maybe they should. Maybe if there was more hustle and bustle, what's about to happen wouldn't happen. Right. Um, and they sort of start reminiscing about Rob. Like, you know, whenever he was drunk on Saturday, he would get a donor kebab and like, you know, sort of Ooh, just like all these like fun moments. Luke is obviously devastated. And right as they're having this nice group moment, they stop short and they see a gutted, Servid hanging oh, in a another tree. Another servid. Another servid. This it's, is full of them. This is a servid-heavy movie, I would say. So many uh, servid day. And is that the plural? Ser- that we learned? Oh my god! Probably. <laughs> nobody. Nobody has contacted to co- correct our pronunciation. So yes, servid yeah, day. So I think that we're correct. And so it's like a gutted buck. The uh, the Ugh. entrails have fallen onto the ground. It's impaled on the branches of a tree. Mm-mm. Right. No. And they're all trying to be like, oh, well, like, was it a bear? You know, it's almost like, well, maybe a hunter did it. As if, why would you hunt what? something and then impale it on a Leave tree? Yeah. And um, they sort of like, well, we should probably move because if a bear did take it up there and it did get impaled, it's still dripping blood, meaning it just happened. Oh, God. So we got to fucking move, you know? So they're moving. They've been walking all day again. Night is rolling in. So we've lost a night in this. And they're like, no. okay, you know, no. we're just going to set up, t- uh, you know, camp or whatever. Just then, a thunderstorm rolls in, and it is torrential raining, and they're still trying to keep going because in Hutch's mind, like, they're not that far from the lodge. Right. Unfortunately, we, at this point, don't know, like, are they actually taking the right trail? Like, Hutch is using, like, general directions. The woods. Exactly. Like, you're not, if there isn't a path, like, they all look the same. Like, that's... It's very disorienting. Very disorienting, Yes. So as it, as they're walking, unfortunately, they also see a series of symbols carved into a tree. Mm-mm. You Mm-mm. hate to see it. You're never going to see a symbol carved into a tree for positive, safe, no. normal reasons. I don't you know? want to see symbols ever anywhere. No. I'll say that. So just then, they're starting to be what to do. Hutch is like, we just have to set up camp and we'll just do the rest tomorrow morning. It, it, will, it won't be the whole day. We'll get, get it done. Just mm-hmm. then, we see, they see an abandoned cabin. And they have some reservations, but like, fuck it. Like, dryness is not something you think about until you're soaking wet. And they're like, we're freezing. All of our shit's wet in our bag, too. So they all go inside, and as the last one in, Luke hears what sounds like a screaming, sort of yowling noise in the woods. Of course, it's a horror movie, so he's like, did you guys hear that? They didn't. Of course not. Of course at least, not. At least Phil acknowledges, Phil says, okay, so this is the house we're going to die in. So I'm like, thank you, Phil. I appreciate that. Thank you, Phil. And they also inside find pendants hanging from the ceiling that are the symbols carved on the tree. So they are the same. Somebody in this cabin potentially is the person who carved those symbols on the tree. Uh, And they find like an ancient looking rifle and some clothes and there's a potbelly stove. So they're looking for kindling to start. And they're like, Phil, go upstairs and see if you can find something. There's an upstairs in the cabin, which I I was shocked by. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> so Phil goes upstairs and he d- he f- doesn't find kindling, but what he finds is a statue made of sticks. And it looks like a headless man's torso with no. antlers for hands and no. weird little hands for feet. Allison, Why? you hate Why? to see it. Hands for feet? Like little, no. they're like a cross between human hands and like chicken like, hands. Chicken I'm feet. imagining like, um, like possum hands. Yes, like a little scrabbly, weird finger fingers that are like, I'm going to pick up tiny pieces of food and put them by my little snout mouth. Like Exactly. I wish it was something that innocuous. What the fuck is that? That's witchcraft. Huh? That's what that is. That's witchcraft. They sort of have this idea like, okay, yeah, like Sweden and, and... Every country has its pagan religion Mm -hmm. that survives, you know. And so they're sort of like, could it be like, you know, it's a spirit or a deity, like some old-time religion in Sweden. And like, oh, is this connected to the carcass in the tree? Like, did this person do that? Again, there's nothing they could do. So these are all great questions. They're stuck. Right. Whatever it is, you're dealing with it. Um, And Luke says, okay, I'm just going to say this. I think tomorrow we should go back the way we came. I don't think it's safe to keep going further into the forest. I... And with him. Yeah. To me, that's, yeah. Unfortunately, Smart. everyone's like, that's going to add so much time. We'll just keep going through the forest. It's going to be a shorter distance. Or forever, you know. Right. Yeah, or our death. So they all turn in for the night. Um, we, the audience, can hear out in the rain. There's like this ragged breathing. And there's something sound of something massive moving through the woods outside the cabin. Wait, are they sleeping in the cabin or are they sleeping in tents? They're sleeping in the cabin. So they all have their little... Um, sleeping bags, and they were able to get the fire started. So at least they're dry and they're safe. Unfortunately, they're in a mystery cabin full, which has a weird antler man statue and Mm -hmm. symbols hanging from the ceiling. Luke wakes up, and there's a spotlight shining on his face through the window. Why? So he does what you do, and he gets up and he opens the front door. You gotta open the door if something bad's happening outside. No. I personally would have just peeped through the window. He opens the I door. I would have lied down below the window and just waited for it to leave. Exactly. I would have played dead. Yeah, I, yeah. You would play I would play dead. The I possums have a lot of great ideas. Forever. Yeah. You'd still be there. He opens the front door and he steps into the liquor store where Rob was killed. So okay. suddenly he's... So we're in a nightmare. Yeah. So he is back or in the something. store. And it looks like the liquor store, except it's the forest floor. So like you have like shells of liquor, okay. but then the grass is dirt, dirt. And, and the ground is grass and dirt. And he feels himself, he picks up the vodka bottle like he did in reality, and he feels himself being stabbed. And we hear him being stabbed, but we don't see anything. And all of a sudden, the wall in front of him is jerked away. And he wakes up, and he is, it's morning. He is standing in the middle of the forest. <gasps> there are all these broken branches. The, the rain has stopped. And he pulls down his shirt, and it looks like he has been stabbed with a deer's antler. So it's like a five-point shallow mm. stab mark in his chest through his shirt. Mm. Just said from inside the cabin, he hears Hutch screaming, Allison, I ask you this. What would you do in this scenario? What would you do? I We're going, we're packing up and going back the way we came. A hundred percent. That is unquestionable. Like, we are going back the way we came and then, like, 
the two, like the injured friend and one other guy are going to go at their speed. And then like me and someone else are going to just book it down the actual mapped trail to go all in one. Like, I'm like, I will run through the night. Like we will just go. We are getting to that ranger station. We are making them bring like a helicopter or a truck. Come get the friend. Like we are, we are reducing the amount of time we're in this experience as low as possible. (laughs) And I feel like you would, that if you had, if you were there, maybe they would have survived because that is, of course, not what we are going to do. I like to think that, but, you know, no one listens to a woman. Luke runs inside and he finds, Hutch is like screaming himself out of a nightmare. He wakes up and he has peed his sweatpants. And he's like, oh, what the hell is that? They look over, Dom is in the corner also screaming in a nightmare. He's screaming for his wife, Gail. His knee looks really bad. Like now he's he's just got his boxer shorts on so you can see his leg. It does not look good. And he's, like, shrieking, and he's, he's, like, trying, they're trying to wake him up or whatever, and they realize that Phil is gone. Is Phil the one who hurt his ankles? No, sorry. Dom is the one who hurt oh, okay. his, I guess it was his knee. I missed both. Yeah. Okay, got it. So Dom is the injured one. Phil is the one who found the statue upstairs. Okay. Unfortunately, Allison, he's upstairs. Phil is still <laughs> asleep. He is completely nude. He is on his knees praying to the antler man statue. No. And Mm-mm. Luke goes and wakes him up. He goes, what the fuck is going on? So that means all of this happened while they were dead asleep. None of them know how they got it. Like They have no memory of it. None of them were conscious for it. Okay. Exactly. Great. Wonderful. Nothing Needless to worry about. To say, they all feel very motivated to get the fuck out of there. So they're yeah. like, everyone pack up your shit. While they're there, everyone's freaking out. Dom is freaking out. Yeah. Luke says, I feel like this is some kind of warning. Like this is, something is yes. happening. Yes. yes, yes. You know. However, Dom believes that he is now near the cabin, found a route through the forest. And he's like, a path means civilization. People walk through here. What people those are and what their civilization looks like are something that perhaps he should have thought more about. Yeah, I would say that, like, at this point, a path isn't even necessarily a a good sign. Yes, exactly. And so he's Dom, because he's so distraught and he's the injured one, essentially, like, emotionally strong arms everyone into agreeing to go down this path. And Hutch is like, okay, I'm going to use, like, my compass, and then there's, like, a ridge nearby to navigate. And if we can't get through it, or something fucked up's happening, then we'll have to go back. You know, like, yeah. we can't just be taken every which way and and, and going just on a way. weaving through the woods. Yeah. So they start walking, and Phil says, so uh, are we not going to talk about how I was uh, naked praying to a statue and Donna <laughs> screaming his wife's name and Hutch pees his pants? Like, something was in the house. Like, something made us do that. And yes. Hutch, of course, because you have to have one person like this in a movie, he's like, I don't want you to psychoanalyze me pissing my pants. You know, like, we have it's real like, problems. We are, like, about to be lost if we're not already lost, you know? And he's like, enough of the bullshit ghost stories. It's like, these are all related, dude. Yes. Yes. This is, you have to have a holistic approach. These are not bullshit ghost stories. This is exactly. now uh, evidence in what is eventually going to be a paranormal crime. Like, <laughs> you're right, not, yeah. Like, <laughs> At best, a paranormal best. crime. Best, best case scenario. Right. Like, we have to take like a, a comprehensive look at every layer of what's going on yes. here. Okay. Yes. These things are not, uh, they're not um, to be discarded. Yes. Meanwhile, we, the audience, could hear there's something in the woods growling, rattling, Mm-mm. stalking them through the woods. There is something following them. Mm-mm. And while they're walking, they see all these, like, elaborately carved stumps. Mm-mm. And they see in the distance a shack, and they start to have this debate, like, should we go and try to knock on it? Does someone live there? And Dom, I think, wisely says, that's none of our business. We, are, we don't, whoever lives here is not our business. Look what happened with the cabin. Like, exactly. You, like, and that was a cabin. This is a shack. Like, we're going down in the, uh, I guess, in the mash 
esque like hierarchy of exactly. structures. Right. If you found like, out you weren't going to be married to Leonardo DiCaprio and had seven kids and be a billionaire, but you lived in a shack, I mean, yes. what's the point of all of it? Right. It doesn't matter. Um, so they all sort of forge on, um, and Dom is like really moaning and whatever, which I understand, you know, like, and Hutch is like yelling at him, which does not help if you're in pain no. having somebody yell. So no. they end up in this huge fight. And Luke says, I'm going to go up to the top of the ridge and look to see how much further we have. He goes up to the top. It is not the top. It is not a ridge. It, they've misunderstood the geography. So they still have so much more to go. No. And he's like sort of no. standing in this like stand of birch trees. And as he's looking, Allison, he sees a human hand no. wrapped around the no. trunk of a tree. I got no. some bad news. Here's two bad things about this human hand. It's what, about, one is enough. Well, yes, just seeing it is not good. <laughs> one, it's about 15 feet off the ground, if, if I'm being oh, honest. Oh, absolutely not. And then two, um, the hand slides behind the tree, and then we see what looks to be trees or thin legs walking amongst the tree, as if it's a no. massive creature with little spindly legs. Ugh. Luke, reasonably enough, screams, runs like the devil herself is is after him, runs back, and he's like, I saw a thing, and it had legs, and it had a hand. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Luke, we cannot do this right now. Luke, again, is giving them valuable information. There's something has yes. followed. Like, there, I heard this last night, meaning now this thing has followed them from the cabin. Right. It, this right. thing it's not like them. everything has been peachy this whole time and then all of a sudden he thinks he saw a monster and everybody's like what are you talking about we're on a nature walk it's like no like it's been a nightmare after nightmare situation yes. and now like there's another thing obviously this is yeah. happening and Luke has not until now shown them the antler stab wound in his chest and I know at least in America men are socialized not to share yeah and that's right we're trying to work on that Man, I'm telling you, if you wake up and it looks like a deer has headbutted you, you tell your friends tell immediately. Your friends. You don't worry you about being support. vulnerable. You tell them. That's when you need support the most. Vulnerability is strength. Sort of ghost deer has stabbed you without In you waking the night. up. Exactly. Yes. And Dom is the one who's trying to pretend like everyone went crazy, had crazy nightmares, and it's not that big of a deal simultaneously. And it's like, even if this was not supernatural, that's not good. Like, then that's right. there's poison in their food or something has happened that they were all having this distressing experience. And right. he says to Luke, you probably walked into a branch as if that makes every, any sense. And Luke nope. says to him, like, Dom, why are you denying everything I said? And Dom finally says, because I don't value your judgment, Luke. Come on, what, 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 what do you mean by that? Fucking oh, oh, come on, guys, this is Fuck. bullshit. Now, there it is. Now he's got some fucking fight in him, yeah? Well, where was that with Rob? He has his skull cracked in half. And you come out of there without a drop of blood on you. Which I interpreted to me like, not only did you not intervene, you didn't even, like, comfort him. You didn't yeah. even go to him. Which I yeah. thought was, that's a valid point. Because, like, you can't stop a murder, but it would be nice if you, like, had gone to him and, like, stayed with him. Yeah, though, if, like... It was still a scary situation, and yep. this was your chance to escape. You're not going to be like, let me cradle my chopped up dead friend's head in my shirt yes. and let these guys see me if I could get away. Is the only defense for possibly, you know, whatever. Absolutely. And we don't know the out, don't like, know. The, the aftermath of what happened or, like, the, the police found the guys. We don't exactly know. Luke right. then punches Dom in the face, knocking him down. 
and and Hutch is like, please stop. Yeah, like, please stop. We can't do this right now. And and Luke says, do you think it was my fault too? And Hutch says, I don't know. Which he should have just said, no, I don't. Let's just get the fuck out of here. Just tell people what they need to hear. Yeah. Keep it moving. So they walk on, but you know, sort of in a bad mood. Everyone just sort of like snapping at each other. And they find a piece, find a piece of fabric in the dirt. And they find a buried tent full of personal items, including a wallet. In the wallet is a credit card for Anna Erickson and expired August 1984. And Phil Ooh. says, that's a bad sign, isn't it? It sure <laughs> is, Phil. Yeah. It's not a good sign. Reading the room properly. That is a bad sign. <laughs> and and about this time, I think like that's like, okay. Luke saw a monster, but we don't believe that. But this is, like, legitimate. Like, we found evidence that, like, this person probably, something happened to them. dead, yeah. And Hutch says, and much like in the descent, God bless our park services, uh, the the world over. Thank you so much. All of those, you know, different organizations, departments, thank you. Hutch says, we registered at the lodge. If we don't show up in five hours, because we're supposed to come today, they will report us missing. We are, we are in the woods, but we're not that far from a hiking trail. If we're actually lost, which we are, they will find us. They will send a helicopter, yeah. you know, like, yes. I mean, they don't have anything, they don't have flares or anything, but like, we can survive. We Something. still have tents and stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And that is, you know, at least there is a system in place. Yeah. So night falls again. So I guess we're going to understand like they are now past when they should have arrived. Okay. So night falls, they make camp. Luckily, it's not torrentially raining. Um, and Hutch gives everyone a piece of chocolate he had, which I thought was like a nice, like, everyone, they oh. feel better. I have some chocolate. Here's a treat. It would make me feel better. Chocolate and makes everything feel better. Hutch takes Luke aside and he says, Dom's knee is getting worse. Like, it actually looks really bad. And Phil is, like, psychologically not doing well because Phil's the right. one who was naked praying to that statue. And he's yeah. clearly, like, he is fucked up about it, you know, Something's as we all would. Him. Yes. And he's like, so Phil's fading fast. I think, you, Luke, like, you're physically doing the best of all of us. You should try to get help. I'll give you the compass and the map. Go southwest. And it's night now. It is night. So he's saying in the morning, when we first get up, we'll just stay here. You got to get out of here. You got to, like, I'll take care of them. I'll, yeah. like, m- make sure Dom's okay. But you got to go. And Luke agrees. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> in the middle of the night, Luke hears something roaring in the forest. Mm-hmm. He no. unzips his tent, and in the middle distance, like, sort of half illuminated, you see two figures standing facing each other. No. And an overhead fluorescent light flicks on, and he realizes he's back in the liquor store. But, of course, oh it's also God. the woods. Right. And Rob is facing off at the liquor store thieves again. And he watches as the thief hits Rob in the head with a machete, knocks him down. The thief then looks up and has sort of glowing yellow eyes, like glossy marble eyes, and he says to Luke, coward. <gasps> and as soon as this happened, whatever's in the wood, whatever this creature is, walks by, and to Luke's horror, lifts up one of the tents into the trees. Unfortunately, Luke wakes up. Okay. But things are not much better. Phil is screaming, I saw it. It was here. And Hutch's Hutch's tent has been ripped apart. There's blood in it. And Hutch is nowhere to be found. So that happened. Yes. Something, the creature took Hutch's tent or took Hutch's self. And took him away to its, for reasons unknown to us at this point, Terrific. And so we, we're down to Dom, Phil, and Luke. So they can't find Hutch. It's the middle of the night. They have flashlights, but they're like, we can't be running out okay. into the woods because we will not be right. able to find our way back to the tents. No. But, but Luke's like, we have to look for him. We have to look for him. And they're running through the night. And Dom finally stops and was like, please. And that's sort of the moment where like Dom is sort of like, I understand that like we have to save ourselves. 
just like you would to save yourself. Like I, yes. we have to stop because we will die if we get lost and separated from all our stuff. Yeah. And Phil says to Luke, what are we going to do? And Luke says, I don't know. <laughs> like, right. this Who's is got answers here? No one has right. answers. It's all of them just asking, what are we going to do to each other to each over other. and over again? Unfortunately, they needed someone Elson, to be like, we have to go back the way we came. Exactly. That's what, I mean, that's what they should have I mean, done. I mean, at a certain point, that's no longer, yeah, at a certain point, that's like no longer a viable solution because you're like so far down that like, how do you even yeah. know how you came? Yeah, at this point, they're just wandering. Unfortunately, oh in the morning, we see that they never found their tents again. So they didn't make it back. They did go so far, like Dom was afraid of. So they did not have tents. They did not have their bags. They did not have, they have flashlights and that's it. Oh, Things no. have gone from bad to worse. These poor bastards have awake, been awake for 10 minutes. They wake up, they find Hutch's dead body. And it is disemboweled and impaled on the branches of the tree like the buck we saw earlier. Of course. And again, they're trying to be like, maybe it's a bear or something. It's it ain't. Mm-mm. So they were able to get his body down, which again, I thought was nice. If that ever happens to me, please just leave me out of there. Leave yes. me there. Come back later. A PSA to be all there. of our friends at all times. If we're in a, in a scary situation and something has happened to me and I'm gone, even if I'm not fully dead yet, but like that's imminent, just go. Don't save me. Don't go back and get my head in hereditary. Don't right. pull me down from the trees here. It's not worth it. Keep it moving. Now, you can go back the next day and get my head in hereditary. Just yes. like they can go, you know, they can bring somebody back, bring a ranger back. We can get Hutch's body. Right. That's yes. fine. But you don't need to do it in the moment when you also still need to get away. And so Phil says, because Phil's sort of like, he's still haunted by his prey in the statue. He says, they they put them there or it put him there. Oh so that, because it knew it was going to find it. Like it knows what, that we're coming this way. This, whatever, mm. whoever these people are, whatever this thing is, it knows this forest way better than us. So yes, it wanted us to see this body. And th- they're all sort of just yelling at each other, which I understand. And Dom's so distraught. He covers Hutch's body with branches to sort of like, you know, take care or whatever. And Phil realizes like it was at the house. It followed us. And Luke realizes they're now up the ridge where he went before. So they are now in that stand of birch trees. Okay. And Dom is in denial where about he saw the monster. The- Thin-legged, yes, live it's sort of like a monster. like a deformed moose. So like the a body of a oh, moose, knobbly, and then like a thin, like knobby, yeah, with like, like thinner little like cervid legs knocking Cer- around. Yeah, oh, good, more cervid stuff. Yeah, like a, like a cross between like a dinosaur and a moose or something. Like it, it it's not okay. a moose exactly, but it, there was something I found dinosaur like about it. So, but Dom's like, no, it's not a monster. It is these pagan Swedish hillbillies. I, like somebody killed him. So he believes, okay, some, there's some, something is in the woods, but it can't be a monster. And they motherfucking killed Hutch because we're walking right. through the woods. That would also be bad. Right. That's not like a better, I mean, I guess that's like more understandable to like my brain, but that's not a better scenario. Exactly. And they sort of take from Hutch's body. They ta- they had taken like the knife and the compass, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to keep like we're just going to figure this out. We're going to keep going." And they decide they're going to go southwest, which is what Hutch had told them. Unfortunately, southwest is like up a, a mountain. Oh, so now we're Luke- going up an incline. So Luke is like doing okay physically. Dom is not, and and Phil is really psychologically breaking down. Yes. And at a certain point, they're going up a fucking, like, side of a mountain. And right. Phil slips and slides, and Luke goes to him, and Phil says, it got in my head. It made me pray to that thing in the house. I can't get it out of my head. 
And so Luke's like, okay, I'm going to let you guys rest. And he runs off. And, he, and so now they're at the top of the mountain. They still have to okay. go down to the other side of the mountain, but they are close enough that he's like, we are making progress. We are headed in the right direction. I can see where we need to go. It's going to be a while, but like, this is so encouraging. We 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 were okay. right. We were able to figure out Hutch's instructions were right. We headed southwest, and we are going to survive. I'm going to get you guys out of here. Okay. Well, unfortunately, mm-hmm. by the time he gets back down to, to the guys, yeah, we only see Phil, and he's got a flashlight, and he's like, Phil, what are you doing? He's like, I heard something in the woods. Suddenly, a gigantic creature grabs no. Phil, no. yanks him into the trees. That's a Phil. Right. I'm sorry, he got a raw deal, and he's gone. He oh, not only Phil. that, not only that, uh, Luke can hear what sounds like the creature chewing or tearing Phil apart. Okay, well, like that is absolutely unnecessary. And then I looked it up, and I couldn't tell. But looking to me, it sounded like the monster says in a monster voice, oh my God. "Luke." He <laughs> says Luke's name. So. That's, I don't know if I just heard, wanted to hear that, but I thought, if, I'm going to say yes, that's what I heard. I trust your hearing. I mean, it also isn't that more fun if the monster Yeah, knows it's way more name. fun if the monster says in a monster voice the guy's name. Like So Luke takes off running. He is, like, terrified. He can't find Dom. Of course, he ends up back in the liquor store all of a sudden, and he's near course. Rob's body, and he's just freaking out. And finally, luckily, he finds Dom. And Dom is sort of hiding under like a fallen tree, freaking out. And Luke says to him, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going okay. to stay with you. And that's oh, really- so that's the growth that we've been looking for this whole time. Yeah, because Luke, realistically, well, I don't know. It's He's still in the woods. Like, I don't know if separating from Dom would even be a good idea to begin with. Yeah, no, but yeah. Dom is kind of slowing everything up. So, yeah. Allison, I'd like to ask you now- and this, we've arrived at the point of the episode where I ask you, who will survive? Who will survive? I mean, are we just down to Luke and Dom? Yep, just two Jeds, two blokes. I'm going to say we end with Luke surviving, but that seeming kind of unclear if after we, you know, fade to black, if that maintains. Love it. Absolutely. And do you still feel there might be like a psychological element to call back to yes. your guess the twist? Okay. Well, I do feel like, especially because like we're seeing his, you know, visions that are taking him back to the liquor store that like there is still something that is happening psychologically. Like whether it's all happening for real or not, like something has like tapped into his brain and is making some of this happen. Okay. And I don't know whether this counts as a twist, but I will say we are about to meet a whole bunch of people that we have oh, not met before. Great. Love when new people come in at the end. Exactly. Like, it's an interesting thing to do with this late in a movie to be like, and here's a bunch of characters. We're like, oh, oh wow. okay. Oh, okay. Hello. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh. Like artist Angela. Take me far to where I want to be. 
A car is never just a car. Kelly Blue Book knows it's so much more than that. It's your commuting chariot, your road trip refuge, your I just need a reason to get out of the house. Your car is there for everything. And for everything car, there's Kelly Blue Book. Need a new set of wheels? Price it on Kelly Blue Book. Problem under the hood? Fix it with Kelly Blue Book. Can another car do the job better? Trade it or sell it on Kelly Blue Book. We're here mile after mile, moment after moment. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it. KBB.com. Visit KellyBlueBook.com to get the journey started. All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. So Lou tells Dom, okay, they can hear the monsters nearby. Mm-hmm. They, they are, they're not sure what to do, but they're like, okay, on the count of three, we're just going to make a break for it. We're, we just need to put some distance between us and the monster. You're going to have to run through the pain. And Dom's like, no problem. I am terrified. Yeah. So they start running. Unfortunately, as soon as they start running, they realize they are running on a path with those weird carved stumps we saw earlier, oh, which God. are now um, have are lit like lanterns. So they are running down a lighted path towards that shack we saw earlier. And okay. they are running. And because now they're like, okay, if someone's in there and there's some weird pagan hillbilly, all right, Who we Who gives still, a shit anymore? Right. It's a person. There's literally a monster took Phil. Right. We, we have to get in there. So they burst through the door. They basically fall to the ground. And uh, right before they do, they see Phil's dead body impaled on a tree outside. So right. Phil, again, rough go of it. Yeah. R.I.P. Phil. They fall into this cabin and they see someone praying at like a pagan shrine. And it's sort of made out of like dry strips and brush. Unfortunately, like the headless antler man statue we saw. And uh, we see a record player like pumping out like some Swedish folk music. Sounds about right. And then suddenly we see a pair of legs walk in front of Luke's vision. And Same legs. No, Same luckily kind. they're human legs. Okay, human legs. All right. Unfortunately, they're kicking him unconscious. So nice. Luke has been knocked out. Sometime okay. later, he wakes up next to Dom. All of their shit's been taken. Like, their shoes are gone. They are tied up and they are chained to the floor in the basement of this shack, which I, I it is a cabin, I should say. It, okay, okay. It's not like a luxury cabin, but it has multiple floors. I think it counts as a cabin. So they're obviously both freaking out, and Luke is able to sort of peek through a small hole in the shack wall, and he sees a bunch of people, the aforementioned Swedish hillbillies, Okay. And they are sort of building a structure. You don't want to see pagans building a structure. Are they outside? They're outside. So um, Luke and okay, Dominique so have— they're inside downstairs. He's seeing outside, and he's seeing the people building something. Are yes. they dressed? They are dressed. They okay. look, I was you know, imagining like them very, nude. Oh, I love that. No, you know. they're like your typical, like, homespun, mm-hmm, live mm-hmm. in the forest, worship yeah. some sort of pagan deity. You know, you can Got see it. it. A lot of earth tones. Yeah. Burlap. You know? Yeah. Nobody has a hairdryer, you know? No. And everyone, no, no, no. not everyone, but most people are pretty old. And okay. so Luke 
tries to break a glass on a table to cut his bindings, but before he can, an elderly woman and her two freaky-deaky henchmen arrive. Oh. And she goes to take to offer Luke a sip of water, and she sees his antler wounds, and she pulls down her shirt, and he sees that she also has the same antler wounds. Okay. So I think we're to assume they have been marked. Everyone with these wounds was chosen. Okay. By whom okay. or what, we will meet it very shortly. Mm-hmm. She goes to Dom and is about to offer him water, sees he doesn't have the wounds, and says, that's a wrap on Dom. That's a wrap on Dom. Has the two henchmen drag him out of the room, and then Luke has to hear whatever's going on, we don't know, him being prepared. And the re- reason we know that Dom is being prepared is a blonde woman comes in, and you love this in a movie where, like, somebody comes in and just gives you, like, a little bit, it, like, fills you yeah, in or whatever. some exposition to fill in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this blonde woman comes in and, you know, visits him, and it's like, oh, you know, they're preparing Dom for sacrifice. He'll It'll be over soon. And she sort of, like, mercifully puts her hands over his ears to try to be nice. Um, Luke wakes up and Dom is back in the room with him and he's just been beaten to a bloody pulp. And he's also like mentally terrified. As he should be. And Dom says to Luke, I never told you about my nightmare. I saw these people offering me to that thing. It's dead hands gripping me. And then I saw Gail, I saw my wife. I'm going to die here, Luke. So Dom's dream in the cabin was that he was not going to survive this. And Luke says, I will not let them kill you. And Dom says, I, I'm going to die here, so you have to escape and keep going. Okay, and, see, at least he's on our page. Yeah, and I think it's like Dom has been through this, so, like, I think now we're to think, like, Dom ha- understands now that it wasn't yes. really Luke's fault. Yes. And well, maybe he could have done something, maybe not, but, like, now they're in a situation where he's like, I'm going to die, and you have to escape and keep going, and I'm telling you that. And Luke's like, yes. no, we're going to figure this out. Well, unfortunately— uh, a group of about 12 or so pagan forest people, they take Dom, and they put him up on, like, a crucifix-type structure. Mm-hmm. But it looks like an upside-down peace sign. And okay. the symbol of which we saw dangling from the ceiling in that cabin and carved yes. on the yes. on the trees and everything. And unfortunately, um, he is being offered up to the thing in the forest. Um, and so Luke is trying to get out of his uh, bindings, and he's able to break his own thumb to try to get the bindings off. But it, unfortunately, oh he does not do it in time. The creature has arrived, but f- from Dom's view, he sees his wife, Gail, walk out of the woods. And she walks up to him. And that's the creature in real life, but yes. Dom's eyes. Okay, got it. And in Dom's eyes, and he, she puts his her hands on his face, and she has, like, those glossy yellow marble eyes, which mm-hmm. Luke saw in the thief yes. in his in his dream. And then we cut back. We see the creature which is holding its face. And I'm going to do my best to describe the creature because this is the okay, best part great. of the movie is the creature design because it's genuinely okay. terrifying. Is so it Luke, practical effects or is it digital? Um, I think it's digital, but yeah. it looks really good. So maybe All it was, right. like, some of it was practical, yeah. some of it's digital, but I, I thought it looked really good. And they do a good job of, like, you don't fully see it until the very end of the movie, but you see its face. And unfortunately, it has two human arms coming out of, like, what is essentially, like, a gigantic moose head. Oh, God. Like where antlers are? Yeah, it has antlers up top. So Mm -hmm. in the bottom of its head, it has two human arms. Oh, and it reach, is holding, <laughs> and, and where across from where a human face would be, there's just a pit in its skull with two yellow eyes looking out of it. Okay, so well, that's terrifying. It's just a hole with two eyes. No, it's a void. It's a void with like little <gasps> beady yellow eyes. No. Obviously, no. Dom freaks out, you know, is, is yeah. screaming. 
he lifts Dom into the trees and then just fucking impales him on the branches. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. So Luke is visited by the blonde woman again, and he said, what is it? Like, what is that thing? And she tells him, A god, ancient, one of the Yutan, a bastard of spring of Loki. We do not say its name. Because you're afraid of it. We worship it. It keeps us here. Let us live beyond natural life. No more pain. No more death. So all you have to do in order to essentially live forever and stay here with us is you have to kneel before the god. And if you don't, it will hang you from the trees. And she also has the antler wounds on her chest. Okay. So we're to understand that this creature, what it wants is to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. And it and Luke has to worship this creature. And the rewards are great, but also you have to live in the fucking forest yeah, and all your friends I mean, have been murdered by it. Leaving, living forever out there in these, like, shacks doesn't feel like worth, yes. you know, eternity or however long they're going to live. And he says, why me? And she says, tells him, your pain is great. So I guess, like, his grief over what happened to Rob mm-hmm. made it very attractive to this thing that thought, like, oh, it, it can worship, yeah. this human can worship me now. And he says, I'm not like you. I will not live like you. And mm-hmm. she says, you will, because if not, it's just going to kill you. So, like, that's why we're here. Like, we right. were chosen like you were. Chosen. Okay. Yeah. So these people aren't, like, people who have lived their whole life. I mean, I guess they've lived most of their lives. But they're not, like, all born and raised of the woods. Whatever. Like, they're people who were, like, drawn there. This is my understanding. And I looked it up, and it doesn't say this, but I thought that the woman he's talking to, the blonde woman, is the woman whose wallet we saw. So in my mind, that was Eric Anna Erickson. Right. Because the woman is blonde. I couldn't really tell. Anywho, so she's been there since 1980, so 20 years, and hasn't aged. Right. That's what I took that little earlier Mm -hmm. signpost to mean. It's like they were all travelers, all people. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, honey, you're going to worship that thing. You're going to do it. You're going to die. You saw it. That thing doesn't give a fuck. Mm -mm. So, you know, after she leaves, Luke psychs himself up you know, breaks his thumb. He And he's, like, loose in the house, and he's about to escape. Unfortunately, right as he's about to leave, the old woman and her weird henchmen are walking in, so he has to scurry upstairs, and he f- hears these rasping prayers and chanting, mm-hmm. and he opens the door into a room of, like, all of these pews of what looked like the statue we saw before, like these sort of mummy statues with, like, trees okay. and stuff, and somebody's sitting at the front almost like a priest, and he walks in there, and he realizes they are not mummies, they are not statues, they are incredibly ancient people who are alive because they are just continually praying to this deity. And so Luke <sighs> does, perhaps the smartest thing he does, he motherfucker just sets those things on fire. Those yeah. things were human at some point, I think we're understand. Right, they are not anymore. And he's just, bop, 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 he is setting them in the light, which if I was them, I would also appreciate that. Yeah. Let me go. Let me go. So he's setting them on fire. So then the whole cabin's on fire. So he's running out and he's running down the stairs and he's blocked by the old woman. And that's the thing is like the creature has power, but everyone else is a human. So he just bops that old lady in the face, punches her out. Great. And then it's just like mayhem. He's able to get a rifle. Um, They have all this stuff that we are assumed that they've taken from campers that came through, like old rifles, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And he's able, he has to shoot one of the, the pagan worshipers. And he's about to, he grabs an axe from another one, and he looks, and the monster is right outside. Mm-hmm. And the monster has 
killed the blonde woman. And I wasn't sure if it was because she talked to him, talked to Luke, or, like, gave away some of its secrets. Because she does say, we don't say its name. So maybe, like, the god is now mad that she told him. I wasn't Mm -hmm. exactly clear on that. Anywho, so things have gone from bad to worse. Not only is there an angry angry god outside. Great. But, unfortunately, the house is now on fire. Luckily, Luke is able to run out the back. And he's able to get a shot off on the god. Wow. It is a god, Way to go, though. Luke. Yeah. So Luke is now running through the woods. He's being barefoot. He's being chased by the creature. And the creature keeps conjuring images of the liquor store. So, like, he's, like, mm-hmm. running through the liquor store that is yes. also in the woods. It's sort of trying to, like, psychologically break him down so that he can sort of have him as his eternal worshiper. And then finally, the creature gets up and knocks Luke to the ground. And we get a full look at the creature and its head, so it has like a moose dinosaur body. And then its mm-hmm. head, the bottom is human hands and like that hole where its eyes are. Right, The right, top right. of its head looks like the headless antler-handed statue we saw in the other cabin. Okay. So its head looks like two human torsos sort of glued together. Okay. Does that make sense? It uh, Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. It's worth looking up a picture if you guys okay. want to, but— that's the best part is that when you see it, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. And the creature rears up on its hind legs, and it puts its hands together in prayer to show Ooh. Luke what it wants Luke what to, it wants do, to do. Which is so depraved that this monster wants to be worshipped. Like, that's yes. a—I find that, that, like, very chilling. Yeah. Luckily, Luke, in his moment is, is, you know, this moment of terror, he sees Rob on the ground, and Rob turns and looks to him. And Luke grabs the axe that he was able to grab from the house, and he slashes the creature's head. Now, I don't know all the details of, like, how you heard a god or whatever. Anywho, but it distracts the deity enough that Luke could take off running. He runs and runs, and finally he breaks through the tree line. The god cannot leave the forest. (gasps) And so it's just screaming and howling at him as dawn breaks, and Luke is screaming back at the god, like, you know, uh, like going crazy. Yeah. And then Luke turns and he sees in the far distance a highway with cars on it. Ostensibly meaning he will survive. He will survive. And that is the end. Allison. Wow. Can you name any fatal mistakes any person might have made in this film? Fatal mistakes. I mean, going on a hike to start with. Deciding to, like, once somebody is hurt, not deciding to just go back the way you came or to take the shortcut. I think taking the shortcut through the woods is, like, the real big one. Yeah. Fine, you want to go hiking, go hiking. I can't stop you. But, like, don't go through the woods that are not mapped and are not part of your course. Yeah, best case scenario, you die of dehydration in the woods. Like, you could just get lost in the woods regardless. Even there isn't a creature. The other stuff, like the woods alone, not great. I agree. I feel like if you go on that kind of hike, you have to have, like, a satellite phone or, like, yeah. I don't know what you take, but there's got to be something other than just my iPhone that would a, have reception yes. that if yes. something were to happen, you'd be able to, or, like, a walkie-talkie to the ranger station. Right. I mean, if you're a hiker, let us know if that kind of thing exists. Yes. But there's got to be something better there's than just— There's got to be something. Exactly. A, or even if they had brought flares, they could have, like, put a flare right. up. A flare would have been helpful. You know, once they had been out past their amount of time— At least somebody would have been looking for a distress signal. Yes. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to have a a segment called, Would You Pray to the Deity If? Because I personally feel like eternal life sounds horrible and I wouldn't want to do that. But I was trying to think, like, what would I be willing to pray to this, like, 
Moose God, uh-huh. Bastard Son of Loki, four. Okay. And I wanted to ask you, what is something that you are willing to, okay, like I will do that if I okay. get this. I was going to say, I have the idea of something called Mega Fridge. <laughs> like an Tell amazing. Me more. <laughs> it's my dream fridge. It doesn't exist. I don't want a mm-hmm. smart fridge. Like, I don't want one that's like, here's what's inside. Like, doors are fine. I could just find out what's inside. I want a fridge that uh, dispenses ice, dispenses pebbled ice, yes, and absolutely. water, but then really like violently. Uh, carbonated seltzer mm-hmm. comes yes. out of the fridge. Like I'm even a soda stream. I'm like, there's still an activity here you where I have refill to, it. Nobody, everyone I have to refill it You constantly. do it twice and then you're like, I can't do it. I can't go where right. we need I'm to go to get refilled. I'm sick of this. And then also uh, mega fridge would have a diet Coke uh, dispenser that I also don't have to fill for some reason. I love it. And I think you already have the perfect title because mega fridge <laughs> is the way to go. Mega fridge. I would, I mean, I would do a lot for mega fridge. So my, mega fridge is my, my thing. Um, I had a couple. Mine is um, perfect credit. Oh. Unlimited filet fish sandwiches from McDonald's, but also from everywhere. And also, I don't die. Like, there's no negative right, repercussions. Right. They don't, like, change your cholesterol. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, like, an actual good revival season of Veronica Mars. Because I was very— right. I, The more I think about it, the less pleased I am. So I would say I would worship a forest god, mm-hmm. a cruel homicidal forest god— just don't, um, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but let's just say something happens at the end that I don't agree with, and okay. I I would uh, do anything to change it. Um, and then finally, Allison. Um, oh, uh, our, our uh, producer, Sabrina, has put a link for what essentially is the Mega Fridge. <gasps> Mega Fridge exists? Um, so it turns oh. out you don't have to worship some sort of demonic, I guess I just murderous. have to have, uh, what could this possibly cost? I mean, they it's probably a, a lot. On. You don't have a price on here. That's that's always like price upon request. Samsung, if you want to send your uh, four-door flex chef collection refrigerator with sparkling water dispenser to Allison, she will talk yeah. about it on the podcast. So please, if you know someone at Samsung. Yeah, I will happily uh, shill for this version of Mega Fridge. I don't see Diet Coke or Pebbled Ice, but one thing at a time. Right, exactly. Well, they'll make the, uh, they'll, they'll yeah. outfit it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would assume it would be custom. Um, and then finally, Allison, where would you put the ritual on the spooky scale? The spooky scale, of course, is, uh, first of all, an old, ancient, abacus-type um, mm-hmm. contraption made out of human bone. But yes. also, it is a measure of how scary we think a movie is, not how mm-hmm. good it is. And yes. I thought the ritual was very fun. A spooky scale. I would give this an eight. I an think eight? Oh, okay, great. The woods are scary. Um, Absolutely. I think the like demony stuff is like 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 a like a woods mythical monster is scarier than other kinds of monsters to me. So mm-hmm. this gets pretty high marks. And then all of the like not knowing what's going on is of course one of the tenets of scariest things I've ever seen. Absolutely, I love a for I love a pagan cult. Mm-hmm. I love a forest mm-hmm. creature because mm-hmm. it feels like okay, maybe you know, like there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, I don't know if aliens are going to show up, but um, right. I, I believe somewhere in Sweden there could this thing could exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. boy, I'm going to say a six, just right. because I feel like um, there. I, I really enjoyed it, but I again, much like a lot of things, like I know probably I'll never be in that situation because this thing isn't real. You know, this is true. So, 
so and we're not I thought going it was hiking. very well done. Hell, absolutely. Yeah, if this thing does exist, we will be the last people to find yep. out because never gonna we find out. never, ever. That's not a vacation to me. Yeah, but I would say I absolutely loved it. And we hope you guys love this episode of Ruined. Um, yes. As always, if you did, please leave us a review and oh, and yes. um, give us five stars. Uh, it yeah. helps us, The you know, the algorithm. Yep. Under yep. which We're we all, all We live. all worship the algorithm. <laughs> that right. Is, That's that our, is our deity. Jeez. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you could contact us. You could send us an email at ruined at the radiopoint.com with uh, yes. movie suggestions, um, comments, questions, corrections. Questions. Please, no complaints or anything mean. We just, no. we're not, we don't have the constitution for it. No, we really don't. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ruined podcast uh, for all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, also, don't send us gross photos. We don't want to see them. <laughs> Please do not do it. But you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. at Ruin Podcast. And until next week, guys. Always. Whether you're in the woods or on your couch. You must. Keep it spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. Gotta go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. 